0: Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. I'll just flow this morning. Do you believe that God is going to talk to you this morning? You're hungry for the Word of God? I am ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. We're in a series in the book of John where it's, we're talking about the incidents, happenings of the book of John in a teaching through in a Bible teach, Bible reading uh, program called Lectio Divina. It's something where you read it slowly one time and you take a deep breath and, you know, expect to hear a word from God. And then you read it again and let a scripture talk to you. And then, you know, read it again and and wait. And, expectation for God to give you a revelation. Even before this series began, in the book of John, there's a guy that I was very intrigued about, attracted to this guy. You know, I've been studying him for the last 11 years. I've been writing a book that is taking forever to complete. I started this in 2013. You know, still I have not finished it yet. It's called The Dead Jesus. Not a living Jesus, but a dead Jesus. And one of the guys that came to uh, perform a, a kind of like a tradition to the dead body of Jesus is Nicodemus. And that's the guy we are talking about this morning. He appears only in the book of John. John is the exclusive writer about Nicodemus and in the Lectio Divina, how I do it is I imagine, you know, Dr. Jeffrey Garner, who's going to be here in a few weeks, he tells us to imagine you being in the picture, you yourself being in that picture, and, and I think I'm going to share a little about, about my imaginations, how I imagine this story. Of course, there was a lot of pressure on me, and even before this began, I asked Pastor Robin to allow me to speak about Nicodemus. He appears in John three times. John chapter 3, chapter 7, and chapter 19. So John has the exclusive honor, and I think it was uh, John and Jesus' time. John being the favorite disciple, he, as he himself mentions, the loved one, you know, the one uh, Jesus loved. He, him and Jesus are having this conversation, and I was like, how to explain these Americans about how... You know, John is part of this conversation. It's Jesus and Nicodemus. So it's like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant having this conversation, and you are there, or I am there. It's like, it's like Patrick Mahomes having this conversation with Tom Brady, right? Greats of the game, and, and you are listening to them. It's like Donald Trump and Joe Biden at the border wall having a conversation, and you're not the only one to listen. There are 200,000 illegal who want, who want to come listen to that conversation. That's not the conversation I want to be in. But I want to be in the conversation of Jesus and Nicodemus. John is standing there, you know. He's probably taking notes. He's writing as things are happening. Because Jesus is dropping some truth bombs. In fact, John 3.16, which is the most, you know, famous scripture of the Bible in the whole world. Most searched in the whole world. It's Jesus talking to Nicodemus. This one man. The, the foundation of the Bible, the gist of the Bible, the heart of God. It's Jesus talking to this one man and John taking a note of it. So just imagine the magnitude of this chapter, these 21 verses. I'm going to try and finish these 21 verses today because usually Lectio Divina, you take 8 to 10 verses, but there are 21 verses and I'm going to, do my best to finish this. So this was Jesus in John time, and and I'm going to read it for you from verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these things, these signs that you do unless God is with him. So this guy is a Jewish guy, and he's part of the 70 top leaders, Sanhedrin, which is called, uh, and he's one of the rabbis too, and for him to recognize Jesus as a rabbi, one of the things that separates him, that he's a Pharisee, and you know, when you think of Pharisees, when you talk about Pharisees, it's, you know, they have a bad reputation in the Bible. You know, a lot of things Jesus have said against them, but this Pharisee is different, he comes to Jesus and he says that we know that God is with you. So he didn't say that I know. That means he's probably had a conversation about Jesus in his circle and they come to a conclusion that Jesus is God sent. But not every Pharisee had the courage to come to Jesus and tell him that you are a rabbi, you are God sent. This guy had the courage to come to Jesus and even though he came at night, It was not a usual time for two rabbis to speak. They would usually speak in the daytime, but probably Nicodemus doesn't want to be recognized, noticed by the people that he's hanging out with Jesus. So he comes at night when everybody's in their homes, and according to my understanding and research, he's a secret disciple of Jesus. And he comes to Jesus and recognizes that Jesus is God sent. But look at Jesus. Jesus responded, verse 3, and said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And when I had read it, you know, back in the day, I was like, you know, Jesus at least acknowledged his appreciation. You know, usually if, if somebody appreciates you, you say, thank you. Jesus didn't even say thank you. Jesus didn't even talk. You know, Jesus didn't even say to Nicodemus, hey, um, you're a great guy. Maybe if I had more people like you in my disciples, you know, it would be a totally different story. You know, you understand that I'm God sent. So Jesus didn't even acknowledge that, but he says truly, truly in the original text, this word truly means amen and amen. Usually amen is used in the end of the prayer, but Jesus says amen twice. One for What what Nicodemus said, and one, what he's about to say. And he said, Until you are born again, unless you are born again, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Forget about entering the kingdom of God, it's about seeing the kingdom of God. And church, I want to talk to you about being born again. I was born in a family by the time I was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, we realized. I realized very quickly that we we are poor. And we used to go to a school where all different kinds of kids used to come and the rich kids had a different group, the poor kids had a different group, right? Same thing happens here in America or no? Well, and there was a time for the lunch break or interval for the people to eat and hardly anything my mom used to give us because we did not have anything. So breakfast and then come back to the house and there was nothing... Free lunch that you have guys have here in America. So there was a canteen where, where these kids used to go, and mostly rich kids they used to buy muffins, some bread rolls, some, you know, cream rolls or pastries, stuff like that. And we poor kids used to look at them and we realized that we we're poor because of a muffin. Right? That muffin made me realize and my friends that we poor. And a, a lot of times one of my friends especially had this conversation, bro, if we were rich, if we were born in a rich family, you know, things would be different. But sooner we realized that it's not possible. Because it is very difficult to be born again. In a rich family until I became 15 years old and went to a whole night prayer meeting August 4, 1995. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, which was technically August 5th, my pastor called, you know, there were about 50 people, and my pastor said, you know, he gave a message, and he, he said people who want to be, you know, who want to be born again, and we want to be ch- children of God. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Come forward. And 6th, and People including me came forward and that night something fell off of me. I realized I'm born poor but I'm not poor anymore because I was born in the family of God. Now God becomes my father and not only I have authority that was given to to me by my parents or in my house but I have authority from heaven now. Hallelujah. Now I'm I'm a son of a king, hallelujah, the one who owns the universe. Now I'm no more poor. See, before we go further, if you are born poor, that's not your fault. But if you die poor, that's your fault. I didn't want you to die poor and that night i realized even though i was born in a poor family with very limited resources now heaven is at my disposal hallelujah now evil spirits will flee in the name of jesus now sickness is not going to remain in the name of jesus cancer will disappear in the name of jesus because i have become a child of god i have been born again in the kingdom of god the moment you accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you are born again. So Jesus is telling Nicodemus, hey, you have to be born again. All good, you know, I like, you know what you're saying, but you're missing the point. You are a Pharisee, you know the word by heart, but you do not know the heart of God. God wants you to be born again. And so, this is, this is the response of nicodemus nicodemus verse 4 says how can a person be born when he's old and he he's not able to understand the concept of being born again to be honest the concept of born again is not a a heavenly concept it's an earthly concept because nobody has to be born again in heaven they're already in the presence of god nobody has to be filled with the holy holy ghost they are already in the presence of the holy ghost filled with the holy ghost amen it's for us. So it's a, it's, a, it's a standard that God has set for people like us on earth. That when we accept Jesus Christ as personal savior, we are born again. We are born in the family of God. Hallelujah. And so you cannot skip being born again. You cannot skip the Holy Spirit. You cannot skip repentance. Those are the basic steps of being born again. Repentance is the first step. When you accept your sins, that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. That is the first step of being born again. So he sees like, do I need to enter my mother's womb a second time and be born? Can he? Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. First, he said, if you're not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. But he said, if you do not take water baptism or are not filled with the spirit of God, you will not enter. A lot of times, many people are only able to see the kingdom of God and not able to be in the kingdom of God. Because kingdom of God is operates on a different level kingdom of God is by force on every created thing that God created on the in those six days there's only one place where the kingdom of God is not by force and that is human heart the kingdom of God is by force on your bodies too. That's why it says in the Bible, you cannot make, you cannot change the hair color of your hair. Even though you apply all kinds of different colors, all kinds of different, you know, miracle creams for your skin, you know, I'm like, my wife is, you know, she has so many creams. I'm like, I, I, nothing, moisturizer, here and the same for the face, same for the body, I'm good to go. Right? Kingdom of God. See, God has not made us robots. He has given us a free will. He does not want robots to respond in worship. He wants people who are born again, who have accepted Jesus Christ as personal Savior, who have had a Holy Spirit experience to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. He's given you a choice. Nobody's forcing worship on you. It's your own choice that I am going to worship God no matter what. That night, I came poor to that meeting, but spiritually, I was born again. My spirit was born again, and I walked out rich. Hallelujah. Situations didn't change. We were still poor. We were still looking at that muffin. But I was not looking at that muffin in the same way that I was looking before. You know, I used to think there was a TV show earlier in the day back in India where this famous chef used to cook lots of different kinds of food. And I used to look at that show knowing this, that I will never be able to eat all these different kinds of food. To be honest, 43 years old, 43 nations, I have eaten food in 43 different nations all over the world. This is a proof of it. (laughs) I carry my proof every single day. And that's the reason my wife is like, 15 years you've been telling me that you will get fit. I am not getting fit because this is the proof. God has fed me good hallelujah every single thing the bible says he will not hold it back he's going to give it to you because if you as a as a normal person as a man who wants to give your kids the best of your best so why will heavenly father will not give you the holy spirit he will give you the holy spirit he will give you his spirit holy spirit as a helper and many times we have, because we have, we have so much access to internet, we have seen those crazy videos where P- Pentecostals are playing with snakes and people, you know, falling. And, and some of these churches, man, some of these churches just take it, you know, too far. But Holy Spirit is a helper. I need help. We all need help. Holy Spirit wants to fill us. Holy Spirit wants to, doesn't want to control us. That's the job of the evil spirit. Evil spirit controls us. But the Holy Spirit allows us to be who God calls us to be. Hallelujah. He says, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, and that's why our church is, is in a season of spiritual growth, amen? Since we have began the book of John, are you seeing spiritual growth? Our graph is rising. The Holy Spirit is moving. Signs, wonders, and miracles are happening. God gave a word of knowledge, and that was confirmed by the by the person that was there in the in the previous service. So God is gonna talk. God is talking to us in a way like never before. Are we ready to receive it? See, Holy Spirit doesn't demand and a room, but the Holy Spirit comes when you make a room, hallelujah when you make room for the Holy Spirit then the Holy Spirit is going to come so are you ready to make room for the Holy Spirit it says further, that which has been born of the flesh is flesh and that which has been born of the spirit is spirit I, my whole perspective changed, that this is the body I'm going to use only for 70 years 75 years, 80 years Maximum 90, 95 years. You know, some of you will live maybe 100 years. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a flesh being. I'm a spirit being. Amen? My spirit is going to live forever depending on my decision to accept Jesus Christ as personal savior or not. And so I have to take care of my spirit first. And I have to take care of what happens in the spirit realm. Because in the because in the in the fleshly realm, in the bodily realm, in the physical realm, you may be poor, but you're not poor in your mentality. One thing that happened on that night when I st- when I went to my school the next day, I was not poor from my my thinking what the holy spirit does is gives you joy that night when i was filled with the holy spirit i felt my chains are being broken a heavy burden has been lifted up and i realized that i am part of god's kingdom i'm a son of god and as a son of god i need to be full of uh, full of joy. First, first thing, I was so full of joy. And the second thing that, that happened is you renew your mind. In Romans, it says by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind. See, God fills you with the Holy Spirit, but we have to renew our mind, right? I was a poor guy and I used to think, what if, you know, this rich person adopts me? This rich family adopts me. I was, I was you know, I was always good, good around rich people at that time because I was like, what if this person adopts me? Do you think my lifestyle would change or not? If I'm adopted into a very rich family coming from a poor family, anybody born in a very poor family, if you're adopted in a rich family, everything will change. Things that you used to think about that it is way out of reach will be in your reach, right? Your understanding, you know, the cars that you have dreamt of, you know, you have even seen from... You know, just in a picture or in, in public somewhere, you will be sitting inside that car. So your thinking is going to change, right? And that's what happens when you come in the kingdom of God. The first thing that changes is your thinking. Hallelujah. The first thing that changes is the way you look at this world. You start believing that I am God sent. God has put me in this situation. God has brought me in this situation to make an impact. Hallelujah. So you're born of the Spirit, Born of God. Verse seven, exactly what I'm saying. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. So, born again is not a, you know, heavenly concept or out of the world concept. It's an earthly concept that God has set for all of us to go through. It says, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it's coming from and where it is going. So, everyone who has been born of the Spirit. Me, Pastor Chris, and Dr. Jeffrey Garner were having a Lectio Divina on this part of the Scripture on Wednesday morning. And these are not planned, you know. It's just this, we just flow in the Spirit. And so Dr. Jeffrey Garner asked Pastor Chris first, which Scripture spoke to you the most? And he said, verse 8, about the wind. And as he was sharing his, how he experiences the wind the Lord started reminding me of three things of how I enjoyed the wind. I enjoyed the breeze. I enjoyed the fresh air. And I want to share three things. When I was young, my hair was like my brother back there. Huge, like big, long hair. And I was a, I'm a motorcyclist. I don't have a motorcycle here in America, so anybody wants to give me one, you can. More than welcome. My wife would not appreciate it, but I will. So I had motorcycles, you know, so the best hair, my, my hair would look so good when I would ride my motorcycle and after driving it for 30 minutes, the hair was so good. That was my best, you know, and it was so good, you know, this is all by hair fix, you know, this is hairspray and everything, but that time I didn't need hairspray, I had long hair, girls gone crazy on my hair. <laughs> My wife was like, I am marrying you because of your hair. (laughs) I said, I am Indian. I have a lot. (laughs) I enjoyed the wind in my hair. Catholic families have a picture of Jesus with Mary, right? You know, you you probably have had, had that picture before where the heart of Jesus is open, you know. Have you seen those pictures? And, you know, protestant families had a side-faced Jesus. (laughs) Have you seen that picture? Side-faced Jesus. Serious. Jesus means business. And I never was able to relate to that Jesus. A sad Jesus. Open hearts, ready for surgery, open heart surgery Jesus. (laughs) I was never, I could never relate to Jesus. But then a... Then a guy from America came to when I was in the Bible college and he gave us little pictures, postcards kind of things. And there was a picture of Jesus standing on the, you know, like like a pose for Titanic, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. And Jesus is standing there and he does not have his Kate Winslet, but his hair is, you know, his, his hair is flowing and he has the biggest smile waiting for his bride. That is us. Right? And I saw that picture. I'm like, this is the real picture of Jesus. <laughs> His hair is long, you know, and he has the biggest smile. And that is, that is the Jesus I relate to. That Jesus, he's a smiling Jesus. He's a happy Jesus. Nothing surprises him. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen? Amen. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he gives you joy as if you are the richest person of the world, right? He gives you so much joy. And the third was wind. I'm a cricket player. So I mean, not the cricket, the insects, but cricket is a game. It's one of the biggest games on the planet. And the Cricket World Cup is happening in America this year in June and the Caribbean. So I might go. 20 teams, you know, and the biggest game is India-Pakistan game. Probably it's on June 9th and probably close to 2 billion people will watch it. Because Indians produce Indians. Indians are 1.4 billion in India, probably all over the world. Some waiting to get into the border right now. (laughs) To be honest, America is the greatest nation of all. You know, we're talking about, you know, you see these Instagram, and this is your side note, you know, just to tell you how great America is. People are talking about BRICS nation. Brazil, Russia, India, South Africa, China. In none of those five nations, people are standing at the border to cross illegally. There's only one nation where people are trying to cr- come in illegally, and that's what's make America the greatest nation of all. Thank you very much. Nobody's trying to, you know, sneak into China. China, I want China. of the spirit wind you know what is happening in promised land san marcos this wind of holy spirit is blowing hallelujah signs wonders and miracles will become normal for you hallelujah i was not able to understand jesus now nicodemus responds verse 9 he responds to jesus and says how can these things be when my wife was first diagnosed with this rare cancer the doctor said she has maximum 30 to 60 days to live and they'll be be prepared for two deaths in your family or wife and the baby care in the womb. And they even want to terminate the child. And, and me, I, was, I could relate to Nicodemus. He's not able to understand the concept of being born again. At that moment, I was not able to understand the concept of how can God heal cancer. I've prayed for people who are HIV, HIV positive 17 years ago, still alive no HIV. I've prayed for people with blind eyes. They can see completely. I have seen a miracle in one of my friends who was with me in the Sunday school. He used to wear glasses like this thick and one day in a service, he got completely healed. He's my age, probably 20 years ago. He's never needed glasses, completely healed. I have seen healings, but I was not able to relate. I was not able to understand when we were going through cancer. And so you may have questions about what is this born again experience? What is this Holy Spirit that the pastor is talking about? What is this new season that we are into, where the Holy Spirit is going to flow? I'm going to. I'm telling you, church, the Lord wants to fill us with His Spirit. Hallelujah! We are. Rep- we become representatives of heaven when we are filled with His Holy Spirit. We become ambassadors of God. We represent God, and that's why no cancer is able to dictate terms to you because we been washed by the blood of jesus and the blood of jesus has no cancer in it and that's why cancer is defeated in the name of jesus that's why you are on the brink of divorce the separation is about to happen there's no relationship there's no talking but when you Bring the Holy Spirit in that situation. Divorce is done with. Relationship is restored. Divorce is the plan of the devil. But healing and restoration is the plan of God. That's why when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, when you are born again, then things that are difficult for you do not appear difficult because you will think and see d- things differently. Hallelujah. And Jesus says to him, you are a teacher of Israel, verse 10, yet you do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen and you people do not accept our testimony. The way you can be a born again believer, of course, repentance Accepting your sins, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You're born again. You're born in the family of God. And when you are born in the family of God, you have access to heavenly things. You have access to heavenly things. We were talking about earthly things, and I want to share about heavenly things. It says, if I told you earthly things, you would, you would not believe. How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? At that moment in our city, when my wife is on deathbed literally. See, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, when you believe the word, then the same deathbed becomes lifebed. Hallelujah. Because you're seeing things differently. A team of doctors, after, you know, she had the miracle and everything, the baby was born completely fine, they were expecting my son to be his, to, for his blood to have cancer. But when they took, did the test after he was born, there was no cancer in his blood. The doctors are not able to understand, so she's being researched on, and we are, you know, in one of the follow-up meetings, they invite us to an office where these, this gynecologist, oncologist, and surgeon, and few doctors are standing there, and they're like, we want to tell you an experience that we had when we used to come to your room. The doctor said, whenever we used to come to your room, there was never a dull face in the room. So Priya, we always saw you smiling and greeting us. There was always a worship song, and there was always laughter in your room. And we would come with so much negativity, but when we used to walk out of that room, we used to be full of positivity because of something inside of you. She said, the gynecologist said, she said, I've seen all kinds of people, but you people are different. You Christians are different. Hallelujah. Because our mentality was, in that room, we were not dealing with cancer. We were dealing with the king of kings who can heal cancer. Hallelujah. So when you fight, you don't fight in an earthly realm. And I'm reminded of eagles. When eagles have to fight a snake, they don't fight a snake on the ground. Eagle, I think, is the national bird of America. Eagle, you understand eagle. When eagle has to fight its battle... The eagle uses the wind. Eagle soars above the wind. As a spiritual person, you use the wind to your advantage. I was telling you about the third thing. I used to be a cricket player. And when there, it was a windy day, there's batters in cricket and there's bowlers, pitchers. So on a windy day, you don't want to be a batter. Because the ball is going to swing so much, it's going to hit you, you're going to get injured, you're not be able to play there's batters and bowlers, and then there are all-rounders. All-rounders, are they can bat also, they can bowl also. I'm one of the all-rounders. I'm very good in cricket. I used to be very good in cricket. Now this stops me. <laughs> so when it was a windy day, I knew it. I don't have to bat. So I used to tell my captain, or if I was captain, I used to bring myself low down the order so that I don't have to play, face the fast, you know, 85, 90 miles of swing bowling. But I knew if it was our turn to bowl... I would be the greatest bowler because I would use the wind to my advantage. As believers of God, the winds of your life, we are, not, we are not to submit to the wind, but we are to rise above the wind. Hallelujah. And so that eagle takes the snake in the air above the wind Because the snake, the enemy, loses its power in the heavenly realm. Hallelujah. So take your problems like we were singing, trading my sorrows, trading my shame, trading my pain, trading my sickness. Take it to a higher realm. Hallelujah. You cannot deal with it physically, but you can overcome it spiritually when you rise above the wind and take your enemy to the presence of God in the heavenly realm. Because the snake loses its power, its grip and snake has no authority in the air and the eagle what it does is it just drops the snake smashes on the ground and is dead, hallelujah take your problems in the heavenly realms last but not the least verse 16 if we don't talk about verse 16 John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son So that everyone that believes on him will not perish but have eternal life. Here, Jesus is not talking to Nicodemus to give him an idea of God. He's not talking about the image of God. He's not explaining God particle. He's straight out explaining the heart of God. Nicodemus, you have an idea of God. You love God. You know His ways. You know the traditions and rituals. But you do not know the heart of God. And, church, the heart of God is that He loved us. He loved me and you. And He has given us His best gift in Jesus. But that's not where it ends. When Jesus is lifted up, Jesus says, I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you my spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at our disposal. Hallelujah. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. And whatever is inside of us, that is of the Holy Spirit. And it is stronger. It is more powerful than, than the things that we see outside of us. Hallelujah. So that's why when you go through cancer, you're not bogged down with cancer. That's why when you go through a situation which is is out of hand, you do not respond to the situation. You respond to your belief system. You respond as a son of God. You respond as a child of God. You respond as a kingdom of heaven person. Hallelujah. Nicodemus, you're a good guy. You're a knowledgeable guy you want to come and ask questions we may have questions to church what is this Holy Spirit find your answer on 16th and 17th if you haven't registered yet register we promise you we're not gonna bring some snakes and do snake dance like some churches do but we will introduce you to the Holy Spirit hallelujah to know the heart of God that's how you know the heart of God to know the heart of God we need to spend time with him read and read his word be in prayer and fasting in other words do something daily with God first thing in the morning my wife gives me a cup of tea or a coffee and those moments when I'm having this cup of tea and coffee I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to do anything I just want to talk to God and that's my way of communicating with God what do you say to God in those moments I look for the previous day I think about the previous day if I thought something wrong if I said something wrong if I acted something that was not in the will of God that God didn't like so you accept that apologize to God and tell God God give me one soul that I can tell about you give me show me one person Lord, allow me to be Jesus for someone. Allow me to be a channel of the Holy Spirit for someone. And unless and until you're filled with the Spirit of God. Many times we are Christians, we are full of the, many Christians are full of people, many Christians seek the gifts of God. But gifts are done with when you're gone. But the Bible says the fruits of the Spirit. The Bible says the fruit remains. You know why the fruit remains? Because the fruit has the seed to produce its own kind. The fruit has the seed to produce its own kind. Church, let us stand in this moment. You've heard the voice of God. You've heard the spirit of God. You've heard what Jesus is talking about the heart of God that God has loved us. He's not given us the second best or the third best of heaven. He gave you the best of heaven. Hallelujah. And he will give you the rest of heaven. And by the renewing of your mind. So I'm not I'm not thinking how I was born my thinking is changed because I am born again just the world gives you born this way Hollywood gives you born this way some singers give you gives you born this way but Jesus gives you born again all of us are born this way we've been born in sin we've been born we've been born in darkness we've been born in sickness we've been born far away from God and from the glory of God. You can be born this way. No problem. But there's something bigger that is coming and that is born again. Hallelujah. God wants us to be born again. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants us to flow in the spirit. God wants us to act like eagle and take that snake by our claws and ride the wind and take it in the air and and leave the snake uh, with no power and drop him from there. Use the wind to your advantage, church. Heavenly Father, let your spirit flow, let your wind blow. And, and as, as you are standing, if you are going through cancer, put your right hand on your heart. If you are going through a separation, if there is a spirit of suicide, in Jesus' mighty name, God has given you life and life in abundance. So I speak life. Let the spirit of suicide live in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The signs, wonders, and miracles will be the new normal for the church. We don't have to go after signs and wonders. These signs and wonders will follow us. That's what the Bible promises to those who believe. Hallelujah. Church, believe. You're not just a child. You're a child of the Most High God. You're not just a man. Person. Heaven's power is behind you. Heaven is backing you, and when heaven is backing you, there's nothing that can stop
1: you. Hallelujah. We fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven for your spirit, out for you.
0: believe with me that signs wonders miracles healings will be normal for you it's not gonna be something that you aim for it's gonna follow you and it starts now in the name of Jesus if you are sick in your body if you are going through a divorce if you're going through cancer if you're going through a situation that is out of your hand it's time for trading This altar is a place where you rise above the wind. I want to invite all the pastors and elders to come forward, and I want believers of Jesus Christ to come forward and trade your sickness with the joy of the Lord. Trade your healing. Give your sickness and and take the healing of the Lord. Give your pain and take His joy. Give all your worries and take his joy God is in the trading business since 2000 years and I believe instant miracles are gonna happen let us all agree to it in Jesus mighty name blind eyes will see the deaf ears will hear the lame shall walk hallelujah cancer will be defeated in the name of Jesus your death sentence will turn into life sentence we are called to life and life in abundance so in Jesus mighty name I pray let that cancer leave the body in the name of Jesus let the court case be settled let that promotion be granted in the name of Jesus the job that you're seeking you will find it this week in the name of Jesus and as a man of God in Jesus name I declare that what never happened before is gonna happen now in the name of Jesus because we are not just born people we are born again people not only we not only have our own spirit but we are filled with the spirit of God hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord give just give God the praise. Lift your hands. Bless his name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening
0: to the Promised Land at Home podcast.